everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. I am giving you a podcast today that, of course, is another Facebook Live recording. I really uh, enjoy being over on Facebook Live because I can engage with people, answer questions. Uh, it's live, but at the same time, I know not all of you can make it to a Facebook Live, so oftentimes you'll see these podcasts just being repurposed for your podcast enjoyment. Thanks so much, you guys, for leaving reviews and the feedback we're getting. Did you know, I think this is our 182nd episode. We have 182 episodes of podcasts if you go all the way back. And you guys are helping us to be like in the top 10% of all podcasts. You're crazy good at sharing this good news. So thank you so much. I mean, literally have fallen backwards into this podcasting world and how it is reaching people, where it's reaching people, beyond my imagination. So thank you so much. I know it's just the Lord being good to us as we uh, never forsake meeting together and growing, growing and training godliness. Today I'm gonna talk about gut health. Yes, uh, I'm setting you up for the real discussion about the practical stuff of gut health, but I'm going to the emotional place today, talking about what is it that gets stuck in us and what the difference is. I, I really feel this is something mamas and dads, single mamas, single dads, um, wherever you are in the spectrum of relationship with others, but I really believe as we model this to our children, we model this to younger kids, they will learn freedom at an early age. They will learn feedback and courage and boldness as soon as possible, but it does start with us as they're the ones that they're looking to. So today we're gonna to learn the difference of saying I'm sorry and asking for forgiveness. I promise you these are important and foundationally related to our gut health, the thing we carry around in the bowels of our being. It's in us, let's get free. So enjoy this podcast. Thank you again for leaving reviews and for sharing. Um, it's just fun to see how God is using this. Thank you for being brave, courageous people who say, God, heal me. Heal me and I'll be healed. Thank you so much. I'm just honored that we get to do this together. So enjoy this podcast and I will be talking to you again. Peace. and I had feelings and I had hurts and all these things. I wish someone had explained this to me in a way that, well, it makes sense. Let me just tell you. So let me go back a little bit and set you up. Um, if you don't know, uh, my last Facebook Live, I talked about how we grow in faith is we practice faith. Yes, we practice it. You don't just, boom, have faith. You have to grow and mature in it, just like learning to play an instrument. It's very left-handed. There's my flesh, which is very right-handed. I know, we, again, we don't have to teach babies how to say mine. We don't have to teach babies how to cry. We don't have to teach babies this type of me, me, me mentality. So there is my flesh that will always say, this is what I want, I want, I want, right? But the spirit says, and my faith tells me what I need. I'm made for need, although my wants are kind of my defaults. And God wants me. He chooses me, wants me. He doesn't need me, but he wants me, which is so great. Because we want to know that we're wanted, right? And I find that 
in this practicing of my faith that my flesh often gets in the way. Hear me, hear me everyone. Our flesh is really good set up. It's set up to connect us to our faith and to increase us. So I talked about how we practice it. So go back, if you didn't see, you can watch the Facebook Live. By the way, on Facebook, I'm now hashtagging all these Facebook Lives with me. Hashtag RevWell, live love or live love, depending on how you read it. So if you look up hashtag RevWell, live love, then you'll find these Facebooks Live if you want to see my face. But what I tend to do is try to turn most of these into a podcast because that's easier you can be on the go doesn't burn your life of the battery of your phone so much and just really having fun podcasting so you can go back and listen to that podcast as well which is called increasing faith practicing now here's what practicing looks like i talked about in that podcast um our bodies hold on to a lot of junk they hold they're like receptacles they 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 take information in and there is no way around it i'm going to do a teaching on this about our emotional well-being is connected physically so i know can we not say when we are stressed we'll get a tension headache when we have stress maybe we get our our shoulders are tight and sore um, if I'm striving a lot, I will know, or if my workouts are aggressive, my hips get sore. I like to push. Those are my ego muscles are back in my ASS. My, I can be a butt any day because of my ego, my strive, my push. I have dysfunction in my hips because I hold my body. I, nobody holds it perfectly. And then if we don't pay attention to our dysfunction physically, it just manifests itself and we don't feel good. So it goes both ways, right? Like we are flesh and we are spirit and they talk to one another. So our bodies hold on to things. You can ask anyone who has been violated in sexual abuse, our bodies hold fear. Our bodies hold shame. It's a posture. It affects how we walk and live life. You will not convince me otherwise. <laughs> um, you can say poo-poo, I don't believe it. But tell me, you know when... You have this, your gut, you don't feel right. Something is going on and that's part of that spiritual. There's a mystery to God. You guys, if we try to figure everything out, we are going to exhaust ourselves. If we try to figure it out, instead of coming and receiving the kingdom like a child, who a child, you don't have to explain, like you tell them they're Superman, they're Superman, right? So if I was to say to you, your body is holding stuff, you'd be like, okay, yeah, I think I can feel that. So for me personally, and I think I really believe this isn't just a me thing. I think there's a we thing. I'm also not saying everybody, but our, our guts hold on to a lot of pain. <laughs> a lot of hurt happens. It's that. And actually the Bible talks about our guts being this, um, I think it's called splagnon in the Greek. When Paul talks about this gut place, it's a splagnon. It's this seat of emotions and feelings it's a gut place it's equal to the heart so our heart it's cardiovascular it helps pump the blood and we tend to think of it as you know the heart that had we just got over valentine's day and the emotions of the heart and yes that's that's true i think it's a good place to think of the heart but all the processing happens in our stomachs like that's just this this place where things get broken down what i eat 
tends to metabolize and pull apart by the time it gets to my stomach then moves the bile comes in which is really acid it's bitterness in my stomach that needs to be in there and so there's a healthy amount of bile that we all need that helps break that break the tough thing down so that it can be assimilated into my body okay so just think about that something comes into my life whether I put food in or social media in whatever I consume into my life it creates just as pizza makes you all feel really comfortable, well, like watching a good movie gives me a good feeling. I hold all these feelings in my body in some place. So for me personally, I had a story and I'm setting you up. I'm gonna I'm preparing you for a teaching that I'm gonna release, talking specifically more about gut health, paying attention, what could we do? How can we what what's maybe going on? And it's real kind of more of a a pragmatic way but right now I want to set up because I don't want to talk about things you can do with your diet and do this or do that I don't want to do that before I really go let's talk about the root first then we can talk about things that we can practically put into practice and I'd always would rather because godliness is of eternal value physical training some value godliness eternal so I'd rather start you there everything we do here is about conforming you into godliness growing you up glowing you up and you know what the body will work itself out it's gonna be what it's gonna be let's stop becoming lemmings that follow the crowd of what we think we should look like or what size we should be like no 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 let's pay attention to what are we consuming what are we putting in what emotions do I take in what do I store up in me? Because that needs to be worked out of me. So I was telling my story of how I, the Lord showed me how I had bitterness in me. I'm going to release my story kind of leading up to that of what caused me bitterness. But first, I just want you to just get with that. The Lord dropped a pin on me that I had bitterness in me. So whatever you want that to be, here it is. It's whatever's in you that is opposite of faith. It's the thing that gets into the path that it's Lord... I believe, help my unbelief. Lord, I love you, help my bitterness. Lord, I believe in you, help my broken, scared heart, right? So these, there's, I, I say that in faith, God's so good to, like children we believe, right? He tells us something and we're like, yes, I believe that. And our hearts are with him. But our bodies, our circumstances, our real life, our feet are trying to catch up to where our heart is. Amen? Anyone? Like you believe it, but then you're like, oh my, I'm stuck. I can't get there. Like I'm trying to get my feet caught up to where Jesus is. And this is where grace abounds, everyone. This is where, guess what? When people say that the church is filled of hypocrites, it is because we're all broken. We all make a mess. But here, it today I'm going to teach you something, I promise you, and you've got to put this into practice in your home and the gospel will increase in your life and you will begin to truly glow up. Your feet will get more, they'll catch up to your heart faster and in grace than they will with you trying to, to memorize more scripture or <laughs> do more spiritual works or spend more quiet time or step, right? Like we'll start to do things instead of, man, what is it, God, that you're trying to get into me? All right, so listen to that other podcast. It's titled Increasing in Faith, and this will kind of set you up. Now, today I'm going to talk about, I said the difference. There's a difference between saying I'm sorry and asking for forgiveness. 
Anyone, would you agree with that? Very different. First of all, I grew up in a home with a mom and a dad who did their very best and I love them. They're great. They made me who I am. I'm grateful. Grateful for all the highs. Grateful for all the lows. But not once did my mother ever say I'm sorry. Not even one. Maybe one. Actually one time. One time I do remember. One time because it just was hard for her to say I'm sorry. And so we... That's just kind of low-hanging fruit too. So as a young girl, I couldn't get my mom to ever really notice or say, you know, she made a mistake, which just made me very more, okay, that means I have to fight harder. I've got to protect more because I don't seem to be getting any grace or mercy here. You know what I mean? Okay, so, there's, so maybe some of you did come in up from a home where you heard, I'm sorry. Fantastic. Um, but there's a difference so when I began to mature in Christ, I'm like, okay, I'll learn that I'm sorry. I'll learn like when I've done something wrong. And I have. But there's something very different between I'm saying I'm sorry and asking for forgiveness. You guys, forgiveness. Church, please listen up. Parents, moms and dads, I really am begging you. I'm begging, I'm begging because I have a vision of the church healthy and whole. And I'm just going towards that because I believe as we get whole, as we get honest about what's going on in us, as we go to Christ and say, heal me, I believe you can. And as we do that, we are being set up for a glorious presence on earth. Like the kingdom will come and his will will be done. But right now it's stuck. We have these places, our bitterness, our unforgiveness, our disappointment, our shame, our abuse, our whatever happened to us is stuck and lodged in us. Even Proverbs says that anger gets lodged in the heart of a fool. We all have it. Can I get an amen? We all have it. I mean, if you're breathing and you get through a day, to get through a day without an offense, like that's like my goal. I just want to get through the day without picking up any stones (laughs) and if I pick up a stone it's either because I'm going to throw it at somebody or I pick it up and I put it in my backpack like oh I'm responsible for that so either I'm going to throw it or I'm going to carry it one or the other and if I could just get through a day where I don't pick up a stone and throw it or pick up a stone and carry it that's a great day come on amen so that's what I'm practicing because that's not natural for me I still have this flesh thing I'm still unlearning my old creation and learning my new creation so I practice forgiveness do you hear ever hear Jesus say in the gospels if you just say I'm sorry (sighs) no never Never. And it's even in school as children where you learn, say, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Right? And we can say it, but not really mean it. Right? So that's that's an interesting thing. We, we don't, I, I never learned forgiveness. What is this whole forgiveness thing? But if we read the Gospels, Jesus talks about it all the time. 70 times 7 times 7. Like how many times am I supposed to forgive? Wait. So I assumed in my young mind in Christ that, Forgiveness meant I'm sorry, and they don't mean the same. Hear me. Everyone, if you're on Facebook Live, I'm telling you, you need to share this podcast. Share it because especially for the family, it starts with us. This starts with us. Let's stop looking at the unbelievers. Let's stop looking at the culture. Let's stop looking at the news and what people need to do. Let's start with us. Have we learned this? Have we practiced this forgiveness? It's not the same as I'm sorry. I want you to think about... 
I'm sorry. Well, first, let me let me read from Matthew 11, 24 to 23. Now, this is Jesus' words. He had just the day before cursed a fig tree, a fig tree that had had leaves on it but had no fruit. Now, I love if we read the last few days of Jesus' life, he's a little more aggressive. Like he's, a, I think he's feeling like, I am going to the cross. And I think he's done, this is, he turns the tables over in the temple. Like he had been on ministry for three years and preaching, hoping it would get through these hard-hearted people. And I think at the end, again, he, you're allowed to have emotion. It's not a sin to be angry against unrighteousness. It's how, what we do with our feelings. But Jesus curses a fig tree, which no offense, right? It's a tree, but he curses the fig tree, his creation. And the next day, the disciples walk by and they see that the fig tree died. Like, hey, Jesus, look, that tree that you you cursed, it died. In other words, it did exactly what you said it would do. Huh. It's just so funny, too, how the disciples, like, they're always amazed by, wow, it happened. And they'd been walking with Jesus for three years. But he says in verse 24 to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Verse 25. Okay, and we all go, yeah. Wait, let's just for a minute. <laughs> whatever you ask, believe that you've received it. Yes. My heart goes, yes. <laughs> Verse 25. Here come my feet. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also in heaven may forgive you. So this forgive thing. He doesn't say, ask, go say you're sorry. <laughs> go say you're sorry. And then, no, forgive. All right, so let me walk you through what forgiveness looks like and um this was actually walked through for me for the first time with uh my wonderful uh mentors and counselors people i mean listen get help i needed help uh, and even at this time my husband really um wasn't on the same page as me in some ways but thank god the lord has given him a willing spirit you know to go to counseling and it was very left-handed for us it always feels weird when you're you know you feel like two kids in the principal's office and it was just but I'm tenacious. Like, we're just, we're going to get healthy. Like, we're going. We're going to get healthy. Or I'm going to get healthy. And you can just watch me get healthy. But we're going to get healthy. And so um, we were walked through forgiveness. And it was unreal. Unreal. I'd never done this before. Because it was, it was, I'd never just done it. So here's what forgiveness looks like. Now, maybe there's other ways you do it if you're practicing it. But I bet all this is going to be news to you. Remember, um... Well, let me go. So let me just say the, the steps of forgiveness. First thing, take notes. Take notes and start practicing this. Like, and announce this to your team, your family, as in like now, like in a good season. Don't do it when everyone's upset and stressed. How oh, we're going to do this. No, like at a nice dinner, say, hey, have this idea about how we can have more fellowship with one another, how we can grow, and how mom and dad, or me, mom, single mom, single, whatever, like how, because we start, by the example. We have to show the example. We can't expect it from our children because they're learning from us. So we as children of God have got to start practicing and learning it. But this is what forgiveness starts with. It's a recognition, first of all, that you're hooked, that you're stuck, that, that you can't love that person, that you're holding something, that you're being passive, that you're just shutting down, that you are stuck. 
stuck is a good sign that you are in unforgiveness because the word forgiveness it means to release and set free so if to release myself to release others so they're free if i don't have unforgiveness hold on i have got to turn off facebook's going nutso over here um if I don't have unforgiveness, I know because I'm stuck. I'm stuck with God. I'm stuck with people. I'm just stuck. So I'm realizing some unforgiveness, by the way, is just, I just run it out with the Lord. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. <coughs> <coughs> so I can just ask the Lord for forgiveness and it's done. But here's what else. Here's what else. Forgiveness is, has some practice to it. I'm sorry is like seeing something seeing a fire burning and you just throw a wet blanket on it i'm sorry or you see somebody hurt and you just say here take two pills and keep walking like here i'm sorry is kind of like i'm noticing you i'm gonna do my best but this is the best i can do that's it forgiveness goes into hard mature humble places so the first thing you would do, and let's just say it's a person. Again, sometimes I'm just offended with God. With I'm a, I've, I have something against God. I'm not believing. He's not providing. Whatever. I'm, there's some lie that I'm believing. But then when, if it's someone else, and this is what my husband and I did. We had, we were aware. You have to become aware of what you fell short in. What, how are you participating with the stronghold? How are you not believing the best? How are you not hoping and enduring and loving? How are you not patient and kind? Just go through the checklist of the fruit of the Spirit, pretty much. How am I doing on love, joy, peace, patience, kind? What You know, that's a good one. Like, hmm, okay. So that, first of all, that's where you're like, I'm participating with this in some way. And by the way, we all do in some way. That's why no one gets out free when there's some type of conflict my first thing is always, okay, God, what's in me? What am I, how am I participating? How am I, where am I in this? Because if I'm not free with that person, there's something of me that I'm bringing to the table. So first thing is when I know what that thing is, I haven't been patient, I have been withholding, I have been short, I have been bitter, I have been, right? It's like the Lord, that's why I said back in the other podcast, you have to be willing to be found out. Once it's found out about me, then I go to that person and it's a, may I ask for forgiveness? This happened just yesterday with my children. My children know we, we try to do this, but I find we also get a little lazy. I'm hearing them saying again to me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We, we're going to go further because I'm sorry is just a, a kind of a tickle on the little slap and tickle. Like it's not really because what forgiveness allows for is the next thing. You ready? When you ask for forgiveness, I would like to ask for your forgiveness for whatever. Then the next thing you do, the next thing is you ask, how did that make you feel? Boom. That's the big one. Listen, that's a big one. We have to give permission for people to give us feedback based on what we did, what we did in our flesh, what we did in our fear. So ask for forgiveness, but then give them permission to tell you how it made them feel. Selah. There are things that have been done to us and those feelings just stay in us because we feel like nobody hears us, nobody sees us, nobody cares. And if the enemy can implant that into our brain and repeat, repeat, because, you know, they don't really care how you feel. Blah, 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 blah. Your feelings don't matter. If he can discount the offense, 
in a sense. If he can discount the offense, then we just hold on to it. We think we can let it go, but we're just bearing it. But when the person that you have offended or has offended you allows you the space to say how it made them feel, how it made you feel, or how it goes both ways. This is where we're glowing up. This is where as a family, we can grow together as a unified front. I'm getting feedback. How did that make you feel? So like I said in my last podcast, I said to my husband, I need to ask for your forgiveness for being bitter. I have been bitter towards you. I still makes me cry. I've been holding with you. Like, and you, it's not your fault. Like I've just, there's stuff in me and I've been bitter and you're a good man. And I just, I'm saying like, you know, and he's like, okay. And I said, will you forgive me? Or no, I just told him that. And then I said, how did it make you feel? How did it make you feel? And when I gave him the space to tell him, tell me how, when I participate with bitterness makes him feel, man, it's heavy. But I talked about it in the last last podcast. You need the feedback. And the Lord is saying to you, you're doing such a good job. You're doing such a good job. You can absorb it because that's who Christ was. Christ absorbed all the offense. Like as he heard it, as he felt it, he just absorbed it knowing that the gospel, the cross is going to swallow this up. The cross, when that feedback is starting to come into you and you feel like you're dying because you're hearing words you don't want to hear and you're hearing hard truth, it's the truth that sets you free. So as the truth starts to come into you and it feels like you're dying, you know what? You are because your spirit is resurrecting. The cross is coming up. You're going down and the cross is coming up in your home. You're receiving the feedback and it might crush you to hear it. You cry. You probably will cry. Because it's grief, it's mourning. But then from there, then, listen, here's where it turns. You ask for how did it make you feel. The third part is, what can I do better? Can you help me? What could I do better? And then they become a partner with you. You're saying, okay, help me out. What can I do better? And they give you some thoughts or some suggestions. And remember, they're not your Jesus, so they're just going to do their best to give you some thoughts. But that's some good truth. Then you take that truth and you now have something. You now have a game plan of like, okay, now listen, hopefully, this is where if you start working forgiveness out in your home, you're realizing nobody's perfect, but we're trying, we're working, we're perfecting each other, we're polishing one another, we're washing one another, we're teaming up, we're in the same lane together. So once they tell you, give you some ideas of what you could do better, right? That's now, I, I'm telling you, there's like this, okay, you have fellowship again. And then you ask, will you forgive me? Right? So let me repeat. Four parts to forgiveness. I'm telling you, t- start, I want anyone who starts practicing this in your home to please email me because my little heart will be so excited because <laughs> I know this to be something I think is missing in our homes, in our most personal place that we could exhibit health to one another humility to one another if you want your children to see gospel and not religion this needs to be practiced forgiveness because jesus himself is saying go ahead ask for dreams in your family ask for big things yes go you're in nothing's impossible but (laughs) if you have unforgiveness get that out because that's the thing that's causing your crazy That's the thing that keeps you spinning in the same circle. Go 
ask for forgiveness. So the first point again to review, I would like to ask for your forgiveness. I used to say to people, I need to ask for your forgiveness, but then that makes it all about me again, right? So it's always a question helps, may I ask you for forgiveness? I would like to ask you for forgiveness. Because someone may say no, and that's okay. That's a whole nother tangent. It's okay. You've already been cleared with the Lord, but you did in obedience. Someone may shut you down. That's when you just go, okay, I'm going to stay free with the Lord, right? That's another level of maturity. But I'm talking about, because I believe people want fellowship with one another. At our heart, we want to be together. But what happens is layers and layers and layers of hurt begins to happen, and it, it can be hard often to get back to that tender place. To stay tender with one another is to tenderize your heart. So when you're getting that feedback, it's like a mallet, just tenderizing your heart so that you can continue to have a tender place for one another, the feedback. I'd, may I ask for your forgiveness? I would like to ask for your forgiveness. And often, usually like so with my husband or with my kids, they're ready because they know, okay, I'm going to get feedback. So then my next point is, how did it make you feel when I... So when I say I'd like to ask for your forgiveness, they often say, for what? And I'll say... <clears throat> for withholding, for being sharp, for being saying things. I didn't mean what I said, for being tired. I was just cranky. I'm just not. And then, and listen, you don't make excuses. You just say why. Now, because I, and this, that, you just start, you absorb it. Next thing is ask them, how did it make you feel? That is probably the linchpin of forgiveness. Because it's even in, may I ask you forgiveness? Yes, you're forgiven. Okay, the end. Like that's, do you get me? Please get me. Facebook land. Do you get this? Like to just say, will you forgive me? Yes, I forgive you. Okay. Meh, that's okay. Like, yeah, okay. I think that. But don't we want to find out like what it is? Like what am I doing? Because that will tender my heart. How am I affecting you? And I'm not to be condemned when I hear, when I hear my husband say, it makes me feel like you don't appreciate me. It makes me feel like I can't. Yeah, it hurts, but I take all that and I take my little tender broken heart to Jesus. I go, help me. I don't want to be this woman with my husband. I don't want to be this woman with my children. You say you help me. Now help me. <laughs> and then I receive. I just receive. And I practice again. And I practice again. I have no formula for you guys other than this is faith. This is perseverance. This is doing hard things. Yeah, you could just say, I'm sorry. But to ask for forgiveness, then ask for feedback. Ask for what you could do better. Not just how it makes them feel, but what can you do better? How could I maybe have done that differently? My son will often say, sometimes mom, I just want to sit in the car for a little bit when I get out of school because my brain is kind of, and he's like my husband, he's a quiet processor. So I'll, I'll be like, how's your school today? Da, 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 da. And he doesn't talk to me. And it's not that he's uh, mad at me, but I get, my little heart gets hurt because I just want I miss my boy. And he's like, mom, I just need some time to like, and, and again, it was in a calm place that he told me that. And then I understood him more. And that was the feedback. Now we have a new rhythm. I understand him. I'm in fellowship with him in a deeper way because he was able to give me feedback and also something I could do better, something I could do differently to meet him where he's at. That's who Christ is. He meets us where we're at. He doesn't say, well, when you get to where I'm at, then, then I'll answer your prayers. He says, no. Just go, get forgiveness, get freedom.
There you have it. Is this good news to anybody? Is this, how about this? Is this new news to people? I, I have to believe it's new news to some people. I wish I knew this. I wish I knew this in my home. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay, the hearts on Facebook tell me this is news. This is news. This is actually something, if you're in Revwell instructor training, we're going to talk more about this. It gets, especially as we get closer <coughs> to some deeper things of healing, 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 healing. Whatever is coming against me is actually for me. It's for me to recognize where I'm still in need of Christ, his mercy, his grace, his patience, his healing. And I believe as we mature and as we glow up, we're going to be less quick to anger, more to speak, more patience. Doesn't mean any of us are getting out without blood. There's going to be blood. Love is war. But if we can get through fewer, be quicker to turn around and go, oh, no, no. But it takes training, everyone. It's just not going to happen because you said enough prayers. Also, spending time with Christ in his presence. Just enjoy him. Be with him. Otherwise, you're going to feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm always doing feedback. Oh, my gosh. Like, it'll always feel like you're getting your heart busted and pounded up. If you don't learn the art of just enjoying him, being with him, receiving him. That's what our Be Still and Be Loved podcasts are for. I hope that's what Revwell TV is for. I hope that's what every time we you move your body, you're just enjoying him and you're growing in satisfaction of soul, then your body will fall in line. Amen? All right. Well, allow me to pray. And then <coughs> um, gut health. I'm telling you, by the way, this is how my gut began to heal. I got a lot of bitterness out of me. I got my heart, it was like my heart could get tenderized again so that the stuff in my gut could get out. My heart was hard and my gut was shut down with all these emotions. As I began forgiveness, asking for it and giving it, my heart began to come back online and my all the emotions that have been held up in my tummy have slowly begun to heal and heal. I'm much more whole and healed today there than I ever was. In a few more podcasts, <clears throat> I'll tell my story literally about that time of just deep, deep despair and um, pain in my, just pain. And it literally started in my gut. I can remember the day it started that the warfare began. But it was years and years building. All right. I can't, I can't read this too much. Let me pray. <coughs> and then I'll come back and answer questions. So here we go. Father God, we thank you um, for your word. We thank you for the word that challenges us to say, if you have anything against your brother, anyone else, ask for that to remove that forgiveness first there before you ask for these dreams and hopes and visions and desires of our hearts. God, thank you that you know the way to freedom. Uh, God, thank you that you stretch us, you challenge us, Lord. Thank you that faith is a matter of walking it out with you, that our feet would catch up to our hearts, God. I ask for acceleration, that we would get there in a faster time now, God, because we sense that the world is hurting now. There's a lot of stuff in our guts, God. We thought we knew best by becoming our own gods, Lord, and it's terminating on itself. So, Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on the earth. Have mercy on people, God. Help us to be lovers of people. And right now, Jesus, I release us from this bond of iniquity 
and this bitterness and shame and fear that we have held onto. And God, I release an anointing of forgiveness, a real tenacity for freedom like never before. God, a courage and a boldness to look at our own hearts, to see what is going on, that you would turn on the lamp of our hearts to show us, God, and that we'd be people who are not afraid to come to the table and ask for forgiveness, to receive feedback, to build a righteous plan to how we can meet people and become a servant like you were, God. But first, we're children, Lord. And so I pray identity and sonship and daughtership over everyone who's listening to this, Lord, that they'd receive the love of the Father and that your love would make them bold and fierce and strong. And God, they would get into the game that Christianity is not a spectator sport, that we are on the field, playing as a team, messing up plays, trying again, getting forgiveness, working a new plan, getting feedback, God. Help us to glow up in this, Lord. And I also, Father, at the same time when we ask for this, I know I have to release and um, break off any spirit of religion that would say we have to perfect it, or we've gotta get really good at it, or we should be have measurables in this, Lord. Um, Lord, we do ask that you would keep us in a rhythm, keep us moving every day towards a freer space in our hearts, our minds, our souls, our bodies, God, but that you will do it in your own time. God, release love on us like never before. Just open up a flask of love from the heavens right now that we are so loved, that there's nothing in us that offends you, that you are not confused about the state of our hearts, our bodies, or our minds, and you are here to proclaim good news, to bind up the brokenhearted, to release captives and prisoners, and it's us, God. More of that release today for your people. Help us to receive and welcome the kingdom in us. We're going to flag it down right now in Jesus' name. We say, come kingdom, come in us. Make your home in us. Bring your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control with you. Bring it into our homes. Help us to love and serve one another in freedom, God. I speak to hearts. I speak to guts in Jesus' name where there has been um, Crohn's disease, IBS, God, um, food allergies, intolerances, things that cause us to be discouraged about our well-being in the gut. In Jesus' name, begin a healing time. I just release that in Jesus' name, that there will be results of people being better, God, because there's a release of people in their hearts for others, Lord. Help us to become healthy and whole people. Jesus, we love you. In your name, amen. All right. <clears throat> Thanks, you guys, so much. I am heading.